How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode El Numero Uno. Um, today, just going to be unpacking some thoughts as I am out here in Oklahoma, in Shawnee, little town where my family lives, going to be just thinking and rationalizing. So, I hope you enjoy it. Deciding to take a voice recording. I'm in a church in the middle of Oklahoma today by myself. It's Little Adventist Church. About six pews deep, all the way back to the foyer. I'm visiting my mom and my two sisters and stepfather. I'm not sure if I've ever said the stepfather part out loud before, so that's new. I felt impressed to come up here and to start to record a bit of my thoughts. Recently, I've been praying that God would lead me back to a place where I was uncomfortable so that I would work through some things, not knowing fully what those things would be that I would be working through. But I am at a place now that I am uncomfortable. Being around my family always brings back a lot of habitual neurological patterns in layman's terms habits that once ruled who I was and who ultimately I thought would lead me to who I was to become and in some ways that is the truth that's what's happened but in other ways as time has progressed I've picked up new habits that have for better or worse melded me and molded me, however you'd say that, into the man I am today. And the reason I prayed that prayer to be uncomfortable is because I wanted to get back to a place that I had once experienced coming back from the Philippines and for the first several years being two things that I can remember. And I'm not sure how they stick together. So first I have the intense feelings of, I want to say anxiety, but not in the sense that I can't breathe or I'm short of breath, but an acute awareness of my infallibility, or excuse me, fallibility. And the other being one of sensing mentally, sometimes physically, the surrounding presence of the Holy Spirit. And over the past, it's now 2020, got married in 2017, ever since going to propose to Ashley on the 20, 2009, no, excuse me, 2016 December, I'm not sure if I proposed in the will of God and the timing of God. Now, God is an amazing God, and we read throughout the entirety of the scriptures stories of men doing things contrary to the will of God. And even in those decisions, the consequences have ultimately led to a, if dealt with correctly or justly by the person 
deserving the consequences if dealt with in a pure fashion, those lives have been made, for lack of a better word, new. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that ever since that time, because maybe I didn't feel the right peace, or maybe it was the waning and waxing of the spiritual high of coming straight back from the mission field, I began a downward journey back to places that I hadn't been before, or I had been before, that I thought that I would never go back to. Interesting that I said the word hadn't been to before, because I so disassociate my current self or that current self with the past that it almost feels wrong to say that that is me or was me. But now here I stand, I am in an uncomfortable place again and at a crossroads. I know the types of music that I should and shouldn't listen to from my own perspective because when I listen to certain pieces of music, such as NF or Lecrae or things like that, or even stepping outside the boundaries of Christian rap when I listen to things such as Porcupine Tree or the All-American Rejects or all of these old former self music types, I feel a sense of fulfillment and gratification, not necessarily because of what the music is offering, but because of how it is Again, going back to the habitual neuron pathways that I've had in the past of being feeling good or in control, and honestly, what those, most of those feelings are is pridefulness. And I used to say to myself that I didn't think I was prideful. I would, I literally thought, my God, I don't think I'm prideful, which is quite hilarious because in and of itself, that statement is prideful. And I want to be uncomfortable again because it puts me in a place of deeper thought where I'm not just floating through life, staying comfortable and being okay because life honestly is going really well right now. I have a good paying job that allows me very flexible hours where I don't have to put in that much time but still be a hard worker. I can work on entrepreneurship. My wife's working. We're almost paid off our loans. Um, we have enough and I don't like being in that spot excuse me, I like being in that spot. I don't like being in the mental spot of feeling comfortable because I know that I'm slowly drawing back to the person that I used to be. Now, it's almost impossible to go back entirely to who I was before because my mind and the maturity of my mind at that point in time, at that point in time referring to probably the ages of, probably from like 14, 15 up to about 22, that's a different person, different mindset. So even if I was having the same thoughts that I am now to the thoughts I was having then, the way that I would logically categorize and pilfer through those thoughts is entirely different. But nevertheless, that doesn't mean that those thoughts are healthy. You can take an unhappy, a negative thought and work through it in a different way than you may have in the past, but it still may be at its very core an unhealthy thought. Thoughts begin and end, but they're always attached to other things. So what am I saying? I'm saying that 
I need to be creative again. I love playing music. I love writing. I love entrepreneurship. But I so, for so long, I associated myself with the labels that other people put on me that it kind of messed up who I wanted to be. So who do I want to be? Again, I have two sides. I One part of me wants to be a servant of God, holy. Although that self seems smaller than he once was. He wants to be a person who reaches out to people on planes and who can tell that he has a spirit about him and can move through life with purpose and dignity and righteousness. But that only comes through a relationship with God. So that's the one part of me. The other part of me wants to be completely in control of everything. That part of me wants to be a, a famous triathlete, an entrepreneur who starts a business that somehow radically changes the world, which is really ironic in itself because if that's the correct usage of irony, this world's going to burn and it's all pretty useless. You can be great for a moment. You can do a great thing. Great meaning memorable. I think that's what a lot of people think of when they say the word great. I want to be remembered for something great, but they, what they're really saying is that they want to be remembered or recounted or thought of or spoken about. There's something about words. Whenever we talk about someone, it's like we're paying homage to their person and that soul. And that's why when we go to church, we talk about Christ and we are worshiping him because in everything we do in that moment, it is relating to him being God. So really, when we say we want to be great, I think what we really want is we want to be worshiped. Which is the age-old sin problem. It is, that's it. So the selfish side of me doesn't necessarily want to be great. He wants to be worshipped. He wants to be, what we'll say, remembered or recounted. And what's interesting is whenever we give ourselves to Christ, I truly believe that when that happens, we will be recounted and we will be remembered, but not for what we have done, but for what others have felt. Because when I go out and do something in the world, of the world and for the world, if I'm, a, dare I say, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or any other popular name we might know associated with our culture and great feats of business and establishment today, when we think of those things, we adore and really worship that person for the, the achievements that they've had because it's inspiring. And I, and I think there's some part of that that's good, but because it is muddled, I don't know how to pull it out. There's gray area there. But then on the other side, when we do something with Christ in mind, and really it's him doing it in us, it's people remember the feeling that they had, the experience of and feeling of love and being loved and cared for. That's really what we all want, right? Is we want to be cared for. So in talking to myself up on this pulpit, what is it 
that I am trying to do. Well, I'm trying to divide and live a two-standard life, but it's not working. It's exhausting. But how do I, a human born on this earth, with the worldview that Christ has a plan, loves me, is coming back for me, how do I separate the black from the white? How do I separate myself that wants to be worshipped and myself that wants to be worshipping Christ? That is not even a daily, it's a second-by-second battle because... One moment I want to be a sinner. And the next moment, even about when I'm sinning, I want to be good again. And then as soon as I get over on Christ's side, I look back toward the darkness and wonder after the feeling of feeling lustful, of feeling prideful, of feeling worshipped. That's what all of my soul is truly jumping after. It wants to be worshipped. But when I have a little bit of Christ in me, I see that that's wrong. But how do I divide? I can't. I can't divide at all because I am one person in a divided world. So in order for me to be truly divided or rid of the darkness, all light has to come in. And if we truly are going to go to heaven with the characters that we have, or we're truly going to be a part of the next world, we have to have characters that are today to be carried to the next. So how do I know if I'm full of light or darkness? Again, going back, it's got to be a second-by-second decision. Not to the point where we need to be obsessing over every second, but what I mean is by each decision that comes our way, we need to listen to the conscience, the Christ, the Holy Spirit, I believe, is placed inside our hearts, and whatever is good, do that. And small decisions, just as small investments in a mutual fund or any type of investment that has an increasing rate of return, we will see compounded results with each decision made until it becomes very difficult to fall back because if we're relating this to character, when I first came back from the Philippines, I was making a lot of small decisions and I grew and grew to a point in Christ to where it seemed like I would never be able to go back. But then just as you can have increasing compounded rate of returns, you can have increasing compounded rates of loss with little decisions, slowly back the darkness comes and more easily the light being snuffed out. Even as I talk about these things, I'm having prideful thoughts because somehow I think that what I'm saying is eloquent or important. But it's really not. Because even as I talk about some of these things, I'm driven close to tears because I realize as I lean against this pulpit, two hands stretched out forward with my head almost hanging toward the floor, One foot in front of the other, leaning all of my weight against this pulpit, I realize that I am nothing but a broken and sinful human trying to find my way toward peace. So this has been my audio journal for the day.
think I will tell myself to listen back on this in one year, evaluate and ask yourself, what does it truly mean to think about and to contemplate? What does it truly mean to follow Jesus? So that was my first attempt at doing this anchor thing with my own podcast, just my thoughts. So I hope you enjoyed it. Jump back in next time and we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks. And by we, I mean me. Peace.